Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to mini episode 286 of Real Life Ghost Stories. And I have three spooky stories for you today. And the last story comes from March the 27th, 2023. And story number one comes from Raquel. I've had a handful of unexplainable experiences as a teenager. Mostly from my time living with my parents. And often find myself thinking of them from time to time. Sometimes I just can't believe that I was so lucky to have them in the first place. Today I decided to share a story with you that I still have a hard time processing and I get spooked every time I think about it. My parents both worked the graveyard shift at their jobs, so I was always home alone with my younger brother at night. Since my brother is 12 years younger than I, it wasn't uncommon for him to ask or want to sleep in my room with me. One night while we were sleeping, I remember being woken up from my sleep from a very strong putrid smell. It was almost as if it was wafting in the air and near my face. Since I was dead asleep, I still had my eyes closed and called out to my brother in disgust, thinking that maybe he broke wind, but once I opened my eyes, I realised he hadn't responded and it couldn't have been him as the smell was still present. Finally, the smell subsided and all I could do was sit there in the dark thinking, what was that smell? I have never in my life smelled something so gross. I imagined it must be what the smell of death would be. Fast forward to the next night. It was the same scenario. I was being woken up in the dead of night to the putrid smell. This time around, I remembered feeling so annoyed by this that I didn't bother to open my eyes or get up to investigate. But instead I yelled out, Fuck off, I don't have time for this. And turned the other way and went to sleep. By the third night it was different. I was woken up to a beautiful aroma that I had never smelled before. Half asleep, I remembered sniffing the air as deeply as possible, and all I could say was, Oh my god, that is beautiful, thank you. It was almost as if it was the scent of some greater being trying to ward off evil if there was any. Whatever it was, my instinct was to say thank you because I felt safe. After those three nights, I never had that experience again. To this day, I don't know what the fuck that was all about, but I remember it all like it was yesterday. I can honestly say I still have never smelled that putrid odour and have nothing to compare it to. And I also can't find anything similar to the perfume-like aroma. It still haunts me. What a strange story. So in mini-episode, I think it was mini-episode 26, there was a story about somebody being, as they put it, stoked by a smell. And I think those kind of putrid aromas are quite common in poltergeist cases. And they do say, you know, scientists and whatever, that our sense of smell is one of the most powerful memory triggers. So it would make sense that if a an entity was trying to haunt you, that smell would be a part of it. 
And people often talk about smelling flowers and roses around the time of the death of a loved one or smelling a particular perfume that their loved one used to wear after they had gone. But I have to say, like, it really does sound like something sweet and generally good came to protect you from whatever this smell was. And while I don't go into like pseudo demonology, I find it obnoxious. There is often talk about bad entities or negative entities leaving behind like a putrid sulfuric smell. People often describe it as being generally indescribable, that it is a mixture of lots of different things and altogether hideous. And it must have been completely hideous if it woke you up. I'm not surprised that it still haunts you because I'd imagine there's a part of you that kind of wants to know what it was, but another part of you that absolutely does not want to know what it was. And if I were you, I'd be feeling pretty chuffed that I had something sweet smelling and lovely to protect me from any sort of negativity. And story number two comes from Karen. Several times I've heard people begin their story with, I'm a Christian, but... I was raised in the Episcopalian Church, the American version of England's Anglican Church. Those familiar with these churches will be familiar with the Nicene Creed, kind of the forerunner to the shorter and more familiar Apostles' Creed. During Mass, the faith is processed by reciting the Nicene Creed. The part most modern Christians seem to miss is the beginning phrase. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. So yes, Christians can believe in ghosts too. So on to my experience. It's a happy ghost story. Let me start with some background. Way back in 1990, my younger sister was a finalist in the national search for spokesmodel for a popular whiskey. It was a big deal with finalists from all over the country. She and my brother-in-law got a paid room in the swanky hotel where the big to-do was going to be held. My mama and I flew across the country from Washington State to Florida. I was about six months along with our third child. It was a bare-bones budget trip. We took the cheapest flights, which meant we arrived after midnight. I'd found a small but well-reviewed family-owned motel that we could afford. Due to our very late arrival, the nice owner hid our room key outside because no one would be in the office overnight. After finding an all-night diner because I needed to eat, It was probably after 2am when we finally got settled into the room. Now this was before cell phones, so discovering there was no alarm clock in the room was a problem, because we wanted to leave early to drive down to St. Augustine to tour one of the oldest colonial settlement areas. Neither of us had packed an alarm clock, so I thought I'd call the office and leave a message asking for a wake-up call. However, they didn't have an answering service nor an answering machine, it just rang and rang. There was no such thing as voicemail way back then in the olden days. We came in on the tail end of a hurricane and the heat and humidity was killing us. So we turned the room's air conditioner on full blast. It was a very old unit that you had to turn dials to set the desired temperature and another to adjust fan speed. It worked well but it was not a silent operation. I took the bed closest to the bathroom. Being pregnant I knew I'd probably need to get up to pee. We fell asleep immediately after deciding that when I did get up to pee, if it was light out, I'd wake Mama so we could get an early start that we wanted. We told ourselves to aim for 6am. We have got to wake up at 6am. I was awakened by the clank of the AC heater unit control and I made a beeline for the toilet. 
When I came out of the bathroom, Mama asked me why did I turn the heater on full blast. Having the hot air blast right into her face woke her up. I didn't. The clanking of the heavy dial woke me. I said I thought you got cold and was turning the fan down. I didn't even look over to your bed, I was in a hurry to pee. By then we both had goosebumps. After turning on the bedside lamp, Mama looked at her watch and it was 6am. We were both looking at the AC heater unit controls and to go from cold to heat, the stiff dial had to be turned first into the off position and then to heat. And it took some effort. We weren't new to being aware of unseen spirits, but it was the first time we'd witnessed something that took such effort. We turned the knob back and forth and it wasn't one that could slip easily to the next click. We were impressed. We said thank you to the room and got on with our day. When we returned in the afternoon, we asked in the office for an alarm clock. We did not mention their wake-up service. Now I wish we had. We've always wondered if it was a previous generation family member innkeeper. We really doubted it was someone killed in the room, as there was no malevolence in the atmosphere, nor in that one-time interaction. When we got into our room again, we said out loud, thanks again for waking us, and said we had an alarm clock now. We won't impose on you to wake up. Our stay was uneventful after that. That was the most pleasant ghost encounter I can remember except for the warm comfort I felt in my grandfather's home. He was killed by a drunk driver car accident one week before he had promised, promised my grandmother to be home for their youngest daughter's high school graduation. He was a long-distance trucker. I think he stuck around because he wasn't ready to go. I was only 10 and loved being in his empty house away from my annoying younger siblings. Mama didn't like being there anymore, even though they were very close both emotionally and by the fact that we lived next door. Mama was born with a call as well as upside down and backwards, a butt breech facing upwards with the cord wrapped twice around both feet and her neck. She proved the old wives tale that meant that the child born with a call would have the second sight. She was both psychic and an empath. One of the things she was known for was that she could find someone's lost item by holding their hand and asking them to think about the lost item. She would be able to walk to the lost object. When I was little before my sisters were born, Mama would make us a picnic lunch and she would drive straight to Daddy anywhere he might be on his package delivery route. He worked an extra board and the route he was given was changed daily. She said it was easy, just let the force guide you. I will write again and tell you about the house we moved into a few years later, in another town several hours away from our rural ranch. Those were not happy encounters. As a teaser, I'll say that our backyard backed up to a crematorium and mausoleum. Listen, come here to me, Karen. Your mother and anybody else who apparently has the ability to find lost things. Can you all just bandy together and tell me where my wedding ring is? This is this is the one time that I <laughs> that I will accept psychic guidance from people if anyone could tell me where my wedding ring is and my two gold chains I'd be very very grateful and just to give some context for people who maybe aren't aware of what a call birth is so a call birth is it's quite rare but it's where a baby is born and they're still inside the intact amniotic sac so it's pretty rare and there's an old wives tale that children who are born with the call still intact have have the second sight or will have some sort of psychic abilities And it definitely sounds like your mom just sort of had the gift of knowing. 
I do love these kinds of stories, by the way, where the ghost in question, the entity, the spirit, whatever you want to call it, is um, useful and actually does something that is beneficial. Some sort of service, whether that's a wake up call or whatever it is. That's the kind of ghost story we want to hear, you know, we don't need shadows upsetting people in the night. We need ghosts that are useful, that serve a purpose. I do think that for a lot of family owned businesses that are generational, that there is a lot of pride involved. There's a lot of pride in setting the business up in the first place and then the pride of passing that on to children, cousins, whatever it is. And I can imagine that that pride is probably very, very powerful. So it wouldn't surprise me if spirits stuck around to make sure the place was being run properly. By the way, I'm only half joking about um, people messaging me about finding my wedding ring. <laughs> If anybody is psychic out there that's listening, I know that we've got lots of people who have various abilities that listen to the podcast. If you're one of those people and you uh, have any idea where my wedding ring is, do send me an email. Let me know. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And our final story today comes from Lonnie. During a fall drive through the woods in the dark with my mother when I was around 15... She took a wrong turn. She believed she was on a straightway when, in fact, the road turned suddenly to the left at 90 degrees. When she realised we weren't going to make the turn, she told me to brace myself. It all happened very quickly, so neither of us were really able to brace ourselves, but also neither of us were seriously injured. We were not the first car to miss the turn, as the woods surrounding the road included a tree stump right where your car would go if you went straight missing the turn. So the car ended up upside down and while I was trapped in my seatbelt my mother was trapped behind the steering wheel as well. She asked me to come around and help her get out so I was relatively quickly able to orient myself, unlatch the seatbelt and crawl out the busted window. Simple enough but here's where it gets weird. I walked along the car around the tree stump towards the driver's side and when I turned, my mother was standing outside the car, holding hands with, looking up at and thanking someone for their help. But there was nobody there. I stopped and I said, Mom? She turned to me and said, Thank you for helping me out of the car, Birdie. I thought I was going to be stuck. Listen, it was not the time to ask who she was talking to or to tell her that I wasn't the one who helped, nor that I did not see the person who did help her. To this day, she swears it was me who helped. 
But nope, she was already standing outside the car when I turned the corner. So who helped her out of the car? Because she was definitely stuck and it was definitely not me. Oh, I just love a third man story. As you guys know, I covered the third man story relatively recently on the podcast or the third man phenomenon rather and it's just it just fascinates me so much and I um, saw a TikTok the other day just came up randomly about a girl as well who had been in a car accident and she was telling her story on TikTok and she was saying that somebody pulled her out of the car held her and was looking after her and speaking to her really nicely and the woman was a nurse and she could describe the woman perfectly and um, there was no other way she could have gotten out of the car. I think I think her legs might have been broken. Anyway, really, really wild. But there was no woman of that description that was at the scene of the accident. But this girl was like, she dragged me out of the car and looked after me 100%. So Lonnie, it sounds like that's what you and your mom experienced. Some some sort of third man phenomenon. And I don't, I don't know what I believe about third man phenomenon. Like, I don't know if it's a case of simply your brain inventing that person and therefore allowing you to have the strength to drag yourself out of the car or what i don't i actually don't know because the what is the big question is it like a guardian angel is it just an entity that helps people in their time of need i i really don't know and i bloody love a third man story like lani that that story was short and sweet and i loved it brilliant Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Raquel, Karen and Lonnie for sending in your stories. Remember the last story came from March the 27th, 2023. It feels like March was really a bumper month for ghost stories. Like there are a lot of ghost stories that ha- that were sent in in March 2023. But we're, we're getting through them. Thank you so much for listening. And if you would like to send in your own ghost story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast.gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for some extra content, you can subscribe to the Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash stories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad free. And on that note, I shall see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.